You are about to enter a great adventure. to say thank you and welcome you to WrestleMania! Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of Strutting from Gorilla. I am Mikey Cash, and with me as always, my co-host with the most, Big Vito. It's good to see you, Big Vito. Uh, Before we get into it, uh, just make sure we can have you guys find us on the socials. On Facebook, it's at SFG Podcast. Twitter and TikTok, at from underscore gorilla. And on Instagram, at SF Gorilla Pod. As always, you can always find us on our website, struttingfromgorilla.com. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, feel free to give us a five-star rating and review. We'd really appreciate it. Now, Vito, let's get into today's episode. We're going to be taking a little bit of a pivot from our usual criticism slash negativity of all things WWE creative. And we're going to be talking about why we love WrestleMania. What made us fall in love with it? What were some of our favorite moments, some of our matches that really stand out to us? And really what WrestleMania means to us? So, you know, Vito, should we get into it? So basically what you're saying is um, we're going into Neverland or are we leaving Neverland at this point? Well, like, I, I actually don't really know I, which one it is. I think we're going to be in Neverland a little okay, bit. I think, I think we're okay. taking a brief detour into it. Yeah, because we're going back. We're going to relive some of the stuff that we, we right. Yeah. yeah, we're okay. going down nostalgia Nile here. Okay, all right. That that's fair. That's fair. Okay, so meaning of WrestleMania is that what you want from Let's me? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I mean I think the the great thing about WrestleMania is that you get this one now two days <laughs> well it used to be one now it's two um of some of the top stars and you get this kind of yeah um this atmosphere that's really larger than life um and i think when you you look at it for me um there's an article on strutting from gorilla.com that i wrote and I was able to go to WrestleMania 14. I've talked about it before in the podcast, so I'm not going to get too much into it. But I think that that event and being there and Mm -hmm. feeling the energy that was actually in the building, it's something I, I don't know that I've, I felt before at an event, like I go to concerts all the time and it's kind of similar to that. When you have a concert where you know all the words and you know, the band and you really enjoy them. It's very similar to that. So um, that's kind of what I would relate it to. And it, it kind of stems off into why I think I enjoy wrestling in the first place, right? Because you, you build up to this event every year. It's like January comes around, you got the Royal Rumble, yeah. and then you get into this this really big event um, that's larger than life, and mm-hmm. and everyone wants to try and step up. And you know what? What's crazy is if they just had that same mindset throughout the whole year on WWE programming, it would be great. But okay, mm-hmm. that was my negative spin. Okay, your 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 you, turn, you, Mike. You Cash. digress. Well, I well I I wanted to follow up with you because it, it must have been such a great moment for you and your dad going through all of this trouble to get the tickets for WrestleMania 14, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I was what, uh, I don't know. I must've been in sixth grade somewhere around there. Yeah. And dude, they sold out. You can even on the article, I talk about it. They sold out in less than like 90 seconds. I was in line at Filene's base, uh, not Filene's basement, but Filene's where that's where you purchase tickets. Cause you, I don't think you could do it on the web at that time. No, hmm. no. 1998, we in, definitely. Yeah, not. we were in line and they sold out within 90 seconds. And I was like, I remember looking at my dad being like, what? How did they possibly sell out in 90 seconds? Um, and then I learned about scalpers, Mike. 
<laughs> <laughs> An important life lesson. Yeah, but then he he went into this like I'll never forget. It. He was determined to get tickets for us mm-hmm. to go. And if you look at like WrestleMania now, they're in these giant stadiums. Mm-hmm. And at that point, like you think about WrestleMania nine, they were in the Coliseum, right? right and then right. WrestleMania fourteen, they're in the Fleet Center in Boston. Like that makes <laughs> no sense. It wasn't very. The, I mean, the Fleet Center is not very big. No, compared to the stadiums, no, no not absolutely not. And I knew that was like a once in a lifetime thing. And um, my dad went and <laughs> he's like, "Hey, I I got us tickets. I don't know how he did it, uh, but we pulled up in this random gas station." And he's like, "Stay in the car." And I'll never forget. It was like this long limousine that came. <laughs> I, I'll never forget it. And he's like, "Whatever you do, stay in the car." I'm like, "Okay." And he goes out, he gets in the limousine, this guy like rolls down his window, he's like, come in. <laughs> and and then he gets in, he's in there for like 10 minutes, and then he gets out and he pops out the two tickets. Now, when I tell you we're in the nosebleeds, though, it was, uh, we were in the nosebleeds. Like, you, it was one of those, like, I know the Fleet Center's small, but when you go to see a wrestling event and you're in the balcony, like... Um, it's it's tough to see you know what i mean they yeah. look like little yeah. dots but it was an amazing day i'll never forget the energy in the in the stadium mm-hmm. uh, in the stadium in the the fleet center um it was it was awesome i'll never forget it it was great uh i actually my buddy was able to get tickets too and he was there and he was literally in the last row like up against the up wall up against the wall yeah so um but yeah it was it was incredible that's amazing that is absolutely amazing. And you got to see Austin, the Austin era begin. I know. It's one of those like time frames though when you're a kid where you kind of remember things but like mm-hmm. kind of don't. So I wish I was like slightly older. Sure. Just because I would probably remember a lot more. For yeah. some reason the 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 two things that really stick out the Austin match didn't really stick out to me. Um I, I don't know why. Uh, but the, the, I think because I was a big Triple H fan at the time, so I remember the him Triple and H. Owen Hart. Yeah, I remember that, and I I remember the Kane and Undertaker match because I remember the Druids coming out. It was like really that cool. That was really cool. Wow. Um, yeah, and uh, that, those were the big things that I remember. And, the, and then I don't know who did the Rock fight that day. I it was Ken even... Shamrock. Ken Shamrock. Imagine that. That son of a bitch. And Shamrock won. It's the only time I've ever seen a referee decision reversed. He had the ankle lock on the rock and he won. And then he wouldn't let go. And then they reversed the decision. Yeah. And the crowd just shit all over the rock for retaining the title. Yeah. And oh, you know what other match I remember was pretty awesome was um, the New Age Outlaws versus uh, Mick Foley and and, uh, Chainsaw Charlie. Chainsaw Charlie. I remember that being awesome with the dumpster. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that was a good match too. You kind of forget that match. That WrestleMania card was pretty good. Oh, it's got to be one of the better ones. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's got to be one of the better ones. Uh, you know, it was awesome, and that was like the peak of of WWE. Like yeah. with all those stars. I mean, you take any of those matches, and they would they, they would could be... be a WrestleMania main event now. Yeah, on their own, and yeah. they were all there on one card. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was good. It was unbelievable. That was a it was great awesome. Match. Great so, card. Now what what about you? What what is uh, it, what does it mean to you, Mikey? We're going to well, get deep. This is well, a deep for, yeah, for me, if, uh, yeah, we're going to go a little bit of a different direction here for me cuz uh, you know, uh, unlike Vito, I didn't have Vic, uh, Vinny Bag of Donuts getting my my tickets <laughs> from the mafia here. I don't know. I, I don't know if your dad still owes a kidney or something to these guys to He could. He very well could. But uh <laughs> For for me, it, it was actually really interesting, and and I also like Vito. It, both our articles about the meaning of WrestleMania to us is up on our website, struttingfromgorilla.com. You can check it out. But for me, it it was really important because when I look back on it, it this all started Valentine's Day, two thousand eleven. Now I know we're talking about WrestleMania, but this this was a very important night for Mikey Cash. Okay, I was watching Raw. And they were about to reveal the special guest host for WrestleMania 27. And there was a Justin lot of Justin Bieber, right? It was going to be Justin Bieber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember watching it and there was a lot of hubbub around who it was going to be. And then The Rock came out. 
and I lost it, man. I lost it. I haven't seen, you hadn't seen him on WWE TV in close to seven years. He was doing the movies and really establishing himself as an actor. And he comes back and I just had this rush and this adrenaline that I had not felt in a long time when I was watching wrestling. Yep. And I knew right away that I needed to resurrect something that Mikey Cash used to do back in high school, which was I would have my friends over. And I'm sure a lot of people did this. I'm not special at all. We would do a WrestleMania party. And I decided to invite everybody that I could possibly invite to this uh, momentous occasion of The Rock coming back and going to be involved in WrestleMania. And it was because of that that a certain co-worker of mine, I invited her. And it was that that night was sort of the catalyst for our relationship starting. And I met my wife and I, I firmly believe. And, and if The Rock ever hears this, please know that I do credit you with the reason that I am married right now is because I would not have thrown that party. She wouldn't have come over. We wouldn't we wouldn't have held hands that that night. And that was the catalyst for the whole thing, man. And my life changed. Never. Valentine's in, Day 2011. Now- and now you're in Neverland forever. Now we're in Neverland <laughs> forever. <laughs> no, that's 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 fantastic. Yeah. Um, I mean, how how do you beat that? You can't beat that. Like, it's, it's, it's a WrestleMania it's, love it's story. Rest- I was just about to say Come that. on. Oh, man. that's It is a WrestleMania love story. Um, and she had no business coming to this WrestleMania, but she had no reason to actually come. Yeah, she had well, she I mean, she likes wrestling now, but I think it's just more of been me systematically breaking her down over the years. Yeah. So it's really not, not it's nothing about her actually being very interested in it. But at the time, she had no reason to come to this party and she showed up and and the rest was history. I mean, let's put it this way. When someone invites you to a WrestleMania party. Is it more of like. Well, I I wasn't expecting that, so I should say yes. Like, is it like the shock factor? Like, uh, maybe, <laughs> either way, it works. I might have I might have shocked her, and she yeah. just accidentally said yes, yeah, and then like, realized she I, was committed. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to go to like a new, a nice like Ruth Chris Steakhouse or something? No, 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 no. Hey, how about you come over for WrestleMania? <laughs> come over for WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have some beer and pizza. Yeah. Hey, it it works. Really I, roll I, out the red carpet. I will say I do remember that. Um, that night that he came out because with the internet nowadays, uh, there's nothing that's a surprise. So when they can keep something a surprise like that, yeah. I remember I had an adrenaline rush and I like the rock, but I know how much like you love the rocks. So I can only imagine love what him. it was like. It, it, I, in, I like, I got goosebumps when he came out. I yeah. couldn't believe it. With I think his music did. hit. Yeah. Oh. And I think that's the first time that I think the fans, when he was like, he was the Hollywood rock. And then he came mm-hmm. back. That was the first time I think everyone really embraced him again. Like, right. It, it was, was a like, true uh, embracing of who yeah. this guy was and what he meant to yeah. pro wrestling. Unfortunately, I think that was the main event with the Miz, right? It was. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. it was the main event with the Miz. And, and it turned out to WrestleMania 27 overall was not the best WrestleMania. Uh, I would say, however, it had some shining moments. Yeah. I think obviously that main event was a vehicle to get to the real main event for the next two years of WrestleMania, which was the rock and John Cena. And I was, I was lucky enough. Speaking of WrestleMania moments, I was lucky enough to go to, to two WrestleManias. I got to see the rock and John Cena at a giant stadium for WrestleMania 29. That was really great. That's an unbelievable one. And, and then we got to my wife and I (laughs) speaking of, we actually ended up going to a WrestleMania in 2018 in New Orleans, and that Who, was that what was, was the main event show. there. Uh, it was at, oddly enough Reigns versus Lesnar, and okay. the crowd by the end of that night had kind of shit all over it. And I think this might have been one of the contributing factors to why it's now two nights, because by the end of it, I, I, it is a real it's a grind. It yeah. is a super grind. You're just exhausted. It's about 12:30 by the time the main event is coming on. And you just don't have the energy anymore. And yeah. if you were already wishy-washy about that main event, you were just naturally going to skew negative on it. But yeah, uh, and here's yeah the they, thing, they were great, great experiences, though, all around. 
Yeah. No, that, first of all, that's fantastic. Not only have you gone to one, you've gone to two, which is awesome. Um, two things I'll say, you know, I feel like the WrestleMania is in the twenties. Like the, I, for some reason I didn't watch nearly as many. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. I just wasn't excited. Um, well, we were I, there were definitely some good too. ones. So I think, I, I think you're onto something. We were in college. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't that easy for us at the, at that time, yeah, true. even with the internet, it, yeah. you weren't able to just stream a pay-per-view. Unless so, we were able, unless we were able to get Newman to splice into the, uh, into oh, and the, the splice cable. into the cable yeah. from yeah. our college, yeah, yeah, that's true. But <laughs> what's the statute um, of limitations on that? Yeah, I don't know. He's, I think he's, uh, he's in the clear now. He's, okay. he's a big business owner. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, Crezo, check out Crezo. He has a podcast as well. Great company. <laughs> OKRs. Um, but no, uh, that that's fantastic. That re- that really is great. I mm. mean, um. It is pretty cool. We both have those kind of special yeah. moments that lead into it. But there's just something about WrestleMania that gets everyone hyped up. And, yeah. you know, you can shit on Vince McMahon all you want, um, especially nowadays. I We tend to do that a lot. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, he did start something that was pretty cool. It's like the Super Bowl of wrestling. And, yeah, um, yeah I love it. So, well, should we let let's um, let, let's jump into this piece of it. Okay. Do you remember the first WrestleMania you ever watched? You know, it's funny, Mike. We, we, I don't, I can't tell you the first one because here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about how I got, got into wrestling and, um, I may have mentioned this before in a podcast, but I'm not sure that I ever watched like raw or anything like that. I used to go sleep over my uncles. He lives in, um, Cape Cod. I don't know if people are listening, uh, it's, he, it's kind of far away. So I'd go over and sleep over a lot. And, um, I don't remember if he had cable or not, but for some reason he had those old Coliseum like VHS videos and he used to put them on. And I think that's where I first started getting into it. I remember watching the, uh, Isaac Yankum was on one of them. <laughs> and, uh, I think it was, they had the, uh, Bret Hart versus Jerry Lawler kiss my foot match. Um, for some reason, I remember those and I, I'd watch them and be like, damn, this is, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I don't know what it was. And I think at that time, I, <clears throat> I had a lot of anxiety as a kid, like sleeping over places. I don't know what it was. Yeah. And it like calmed me down. It like took me <laughs> out of that realm. And I think it still does that. So it's, yeah. it's funny. I, I, so I, I'm trying to think like, I want to say it was like WrestleMania 12 that I really usually 12 or 13 that I like really started getting into it, but then I would go back and, and see the other ones. Like, you know, not that I didn't see them before. Cause it's weird. You see so many clips as you go along yeah. when you, that it's like, did I see that? I don't know if I saw that live or not. Like, I don't, I don't think I saw WrestleMania nine, which, you know, you talk about WrestleManias and I know, you know, you have a, a note on here about WrestleMania nine, but like this, that's a perfect example overall like the results mm-hmm. of it weren't great but like going in the um the coliseum in in las vegas and and like having everyone dressed up as romans and stuff like that's the type of production yeah. that makes it larger than life you know what i mean yeah man i you know i i for me so for everybody who's wondering for for me my first wrestlemania experience was i i remember it very vividly we went to my uncle's house and he was a big wrestling fan and we went down into his basement and I remember he had had the pay-per-view and it's only 1993 here. So pay-per-views were still kind of a novelty in some yeah. households, especially when they were not everybody bucks. had a cable box. So yeah. some people still had the bunny ears. Uh, so he was definitely, it, it was a novelty for me to be able to go over there to watch that pay-per-view the one thing that stuck out to me and and I'll never forget it. I was sitting on the floor and I was eating some Cheetos and I was, <laughs> I saw this guy come out. I hear like the bong and I hear, I see the undertaker come out and he's got this crow or the, or a Raven. It was, I forget That's there right. was some bird there yeah. and he comes out and you see the, even though they were outside, they're at Caesar's palace. Yeah. That's even what it was, so, even palace. so, you were, they still did um, like the smoke, like they had yeah. the whole effects going. Yep. And the, and I just remember being mystified by this guy. 
I thought, who the fuck is that dude? I, I mean, maybe not. I mean, it was 1993, so I was pretty young. So I might have just been like, oh, man, who is that? You know, but <laughs> and I think Gee, Willikers, mom <laughs> and, and his opponent, the I think it was the giant Gonzalez. The, yes, remember the guy who was yeah. used to wear the bodysuit with the muscles on yeah, it? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and he had, I remember he did, uh, he gave like Undertaker the, the, the handkerchief with like ether on it. Like he like made him pass oh, out. And then, uh, and then oh, Paul yeah, Bearer yeah. just held the urn up and then Undertaker rose back up. It was just so cool. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, they had to uh, do something because he was a terrible wrestler. <laughs> it was not very good. <laughs> they had to really lean into this, the entertainment part of sports entertainment here. Yeah. But I, re- I don't really remember the rest of that pay per view. I've watched the rest of this before and, and seen it. Like, I think it's what Sid versus Hogan. And then Hogan comes back out. And this is the famous main event where it's Brett versus Yokozuna. And then Hogan comes out and yeah. and Brett, you know, valiantly sacrifices and, and lets Hogan just beat Yokozuna in 10 seconds. Yes. So I'm kind of glad I actually don't remember that as a kid. Yeah. But I the one thing that stood out to me was that Undertaker match and just watching his entrance come out and and i think for me that that was the real first itch that i can remember getting for wrestling was from watching wrestlemania 9 yeah no that makes a lot of sense i mean as a kid you're not going to understand the oh yeah hogan situation like no i don't think many of us really kind of did at that point um but no i that dude i i completely get it and it's stuff like that that i i hope kids today still get that moment you Mm -hmm. know what i mean um I mean, you got two days worth and probably two dozen matches uh, in a WrestleMania weekend. Uh, So, you know, you get your fix somehow. (laughs) Well, look at what WrestleMania is inspired in general. Yeah. Even beyond WWE, WrestleMania weekend is a huge weekend for wrestling now. So it's having a ripple effect on other promotions. Oh, absolutely. No, I agree. Um, I mean, what? There's been so many moments over the years. Like what? I know. I mean, which one kind of sticks out to you? Like, I, I mean, there's a there's a bunch, right? Outside of the matches, which we'll talk about in a yeah, few minutes. Yeah. Like, what moments do you remember that stand out for you? Because the thing about WrestleMania is it's not always the matches, right? There's this yeah. mystique around it. And there's usually some sort of celebrity appearance. Um, you know, which ones do you remember the most? Well, for me, I think... It all stems back to WrestleMania 1. I think that was the start of this whole thing. And it really set the precedent for what we still see today. And when you look at the people that showed up at that event, you had Billy Martin, who at the time, he was a huge figure in New York. And this was at Madison Square Garden. So you have to remember, Billy Martin was a pivotal manager for the New York Yankees. So it was a big get to have him be involved in this as well as Cindy Lauper. So you also had the MTV crowd coming in. That got a lot of mainstream attention. You also had Liberace. And I know that sounds weird. There's probably going to be a lot of listeners that are saying, who the fuck is Liberace? Look <laughs> him up. He was an, an incredibly famous musician yeah. and, and a really big public figure. So I think it was it was huge to get him. And they got the, the, uh, the Rockettes too. It, it was Liberace yeah. and the Rockettes doing I know. A, a kick line. And who else was there? Oh, uh, hello. How about Muhammad Ali was there in the main event as a guest enforcer? And let's not forget who wrestled in that main event was a celebrity, Mr. T. So from the very beginning, and I I bring this up because I think sometimes we forget this because I know we we tend to, we we all, I do the same thing. We get kind of negative about the celebrity involvement in WrestleMania, but this has been the way it has been from the very beginning, from the very first show, there have been celebrities involved in it. And, and I think WrestleMania one obviously was huge. If it didn't work, we wouldn't have WrestleMania 38 coming up next week. Yeah. And if you think about it too, like at that time there were still territories, like they were slowly dissipating, but it was, I think, that event that really took WWF at the time into the stratosphere. And it it it, right. it, it just it elevated everything. And that's where I give Vince McMahon credit. Like, mm-hmm. 
he he really took something it's like a it, it's it's like i can i equate it to like apple right like hmm. the apple has kind of taken over the world a little bit with with what they've done but it was one event that really accelerated them above all the rest yeah. and um you can love it or you can hate it but it's there and um it kind of took away from a lot of the outside wrestling with mm-hmm. all the territories uh but i think it's a great event um and i give vince mcmahon a lot of credit for being a great marketer on that one uh but it it really has propelled it into this different different stratosphere yeah i mean the reason i say that this is a big moment is if you think back to that time i think it was 1984 or 1985 mm-hmm. wrestling wasn't mainstream no it's a lot more acceptable for a celebrity to show up on Raw now or show up on SmackDown or a pay-per-view or at WrestleMania because it's a lot more socially acceptable. And I think ultimately, as much as we give him shit, we do have to thank Vince for that because this was the beginning yeah. of it. WrestleMania yeah. 1 was huge in getting all of that mainstream attention with all of those figures that showed up and were heavily involved in the show. Yeah, and I don't think closed, I think closed circuit television and pay-per-view, like that was one of the first mm-hmm. pay-per-view type of things outside right. of like the movies that you see, which pay-per-view really doesn't even exist anymore. Uh, but um, like outside of like special events and UFC, wrestling maybe. and boxing and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, but um, yeah, man, I totally agree with you on all of that. So um, I'll tell you, you know, one of the things, there's a lot of moments that, that I remember. I remember what was it? Was it Shawn Michaels that came out with Pam Anderson? Like, like oh yeah. WrestleMania 11. Too. Yeah. Came out with like, her. Um, and you've had Snooki on there. You've had a bunch of celebrities and I'm all <laughs> for the celebrities. I, listen, yeah. we could have a discussion about this for the whole episode, but um, it, I think it's just how you use them. And I, I think I'm also a little salty because I don't know who the hell half the people are that they're bringing on there nowadays. Cause I'm old. We're old. Yeah. So, um, but I, one of the ones I remember was Pete Rose. I love when Pete Rose would come on. <laughs> it, was and, always, it, yeah. was, it was like a comedy routine with him. And it Kane. was great. Yeah, it was great. And, and then like, even I'll give the announcers credit too, like mean Gene Oakland, Bobby, the brain Heenan, you know, macho man, um, Vince McMahon for many years being on there, Jesse, um, the body, Jesse, the body, um, you know, there's just a lot of different announcers that made it a great feel. I'll tell you, Bobby, the brain Heenan, um, was, was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a little corny, yeah. uh, if you look back now, but, um, uh, he he always did a great job. He played a him and him and the king played great heel announcers. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, the big time feel of the event. Um, like I said, the large crowds. I mean, they're in stadiums nowadays. Yeah, like it's insane what they do with some of this stuff. I know, man. Um, I was I was watching one that I completely forgot about. Uh, but Austin on Piper's Pit. How cool is that? Like oh, is the first think, time wasn't that WrestleMania twenty one? They were like, in Hollywood. Wasn't JBL also on that or something? Or could have been somebody was on it. Yeah. I get I get I the forget. numbers. I forget who was part of that. I get the numbers confused all the time. I kind of mm-hmm. relate the WrestleManias to the locations most mostly. Yeah, yeah, I always um, forget too. But Austin hadn't been on TV in years, and he comes mm-hmm. back, and what a great segment! And Car- Carlito was on there too, and they beat him up mm-hmm. at the end. And they, they, I won't forget, they both look at each other, and and Piper smacks Austin in the face, uh, and then uh, Austin smacks him in the face, and it was great. It yeah. was, that it was a, cool a good moment, moment man. Because mm-hmm. again, that's a match that I. I don't know that Roddy Piper was the best wrestler in the world, but great on the microphone. Right. And, um, I love Piper and those two together, kind of the two bad boys, you look back at wrestling and it was, it was a cool moment. And there's been a lot of moments like that, that, you know, you kind of expect the unexpected at WrestleMania. It's almost like they build it up so much. Sometimes you get disappointed because you don't (laughs) get exactly what you need, even (laughs) when it's usually pretty good. So no man, it was I, I. You know what's funny is I. I now I. You got me thinking about it. Remember Bob Euchre? He used to do play by play for the Brewers, and he. Yeah. I think he was. Wasn't he in? That's right, um, with Andre the was, Giant. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. When Andre just like takes him and, and yeah, just like chokes him. It's but, moments like that, though. Like you remember shit like that. You know. Yeah. Um. 
So I thought no, those are... I thought Regis Philbin did something too. Oh, he I did. think he did. Yeah, with The Undertaker. I yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember I don't remember exactly what <laughs> I it don't was. either, but I just I have this like memory of Regis Philbin and The Undertaker on yeah. my television screen. Yeah. But again, that's the the stuff they're they're missing a little bit nowadays because they don't I mean they bring in celebrities, but they're not But main... you just said it, but you just said you don't know them. So that's yeah, why but... <laughs> that's why. Yeah, but let's let's be honest. Uh, if you asked, well, I guess if you ask kids today, they wouldn't know who Regis Philbin is. But yeah, so what exactly? But Where... I know who Bad Buddy is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, they're going to be asking you the same question. Yeah, I guess maybe you're right. Uh, I don't know, but okay. So let let's move on. There's Let, a lot of moments going. we could talk about. If you think of any as we go along, feel free to pop them in. Uh, but um, I wanted to to. I'm I'm taking over the A chair halfway. Oh, through here we here, go. So. Here we go. Yeah, you got your energy drink and you're going. Uh, ah, you know. Um, let's talk about some of our favorite matches. Uh, I mean, we yeah, could of course we could go on and on. There have been some great ones. Um, you can start us off, Mikey. Oh, Cash. all right. You didn't have eight you wanted to go into right to start us off. I all mean, right, I have a cool dozen can, if you really want. Of course. But. Well, for me, it's the the first one on my list is Brett versus Owen from WrestleMania 10. I just love that match. I the brother versus brother build. Yeah. It's the show opener and it kind of steals the show to me. I mean, yeah. I, I know everybody talks about the ladder match with Razor and HBK from that night, but for me, for my money, it's Brett. It's Brett versus Owen. And I've always been a Brett guy, so I think it's nat for listeners will kind of know that my natural tendency is to lean towards Brett. But I thought that was a wonderful match. Another one that's just a personal favorite. I don't know if it's technically the best match ever, but I always thought it was so cool when Undertaker and Diesel fought. I just yeah, too large thought dudes, it was right? so badass. Yeah. In WrestleMania 12, they finally fought. It was uh, it was Kevin Nash's last WrestleMania until before he left for WCW. I thought it was great. I yeah. thought it was great. I loved that build to that match. I think Kevin Nash was incredibly imposing. On the Undertaker, and he was at the time he was pretty athletic too, so I thought it was somebody that could match up well with what the Undertaker brought to the table. And was that a I, casket match? No, that was just a straight up match. Okay. And okay. I remember being so mesmerized by the fact that Undertaker got Diesel up for a tombstone because he's about the same size as him, and yeah. maybe a maybe he a might little be bit a little bigger. taller. Yeah. And he's definitely a little wider than Undertaker, yeah. like his shoulders and stuff. So the fact that he got him up and got him up for a tombstone, I thought was incredible. It was just yeah. so cool. I remember the camera panning out. And at the time, they used to print the WrestleMania on, like they had the logo on the mat. Yeah. So there was just something really cool about how it like panned out. And you just saw Diesel with his arms folded as Undertaker pinned him. It was just, that was, I guess that was a moment for me yeah. that yeah. stood out. And uh, and no one's going to be surprised when I bring up this next one. But yeah. the the Rock and Austin. It, yeah. I mean, which ones? Are th- <laughs> all three are great. But my personal favorite is is probably the seventeen. Yeah, it's just it's a great match, great build, great video. We've talked about it till the cows come home. But yeah. it's it's that is for me pinnacle WrestleMania right there. That is that is what you're striving for is the build to that match, the yeah. the promo video for that match. I don't think they've had a promo video come even close to that since then. No offense no. to the Creed, my sacrifice video for Survivor Series 2001. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up, guys. It's on YouTube. Well, they used that Creed video, my sacrifice, for anyone that was coming back from injuries, too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, like Triple H came back from the torn quad, and they used that video of him preparing to come back. Wait, didn't so. they use... Uh, wait, was it... You too, and we're like, it's a beautiful day. Yeah, probably. <laughs> came back, and I was like, this doesn't. One of these things no. is not like the other. What's no. what's going on? Yeah, no, those are those are good ones. I, I tell you, for me, um, my all time favorite, and it might be my favorite match of all time, is uh, Austin versus Bret Hart. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I was listening uh, to the the JR podcast, which I love. Uh, he's always got great insight on, mm-hmm. on stuff. And um, he was talking about that match. They, they did a, an episode on 1997 stone cold and which by the way, um, we might have to go back and, and, and sue him for uh, copying our 
uh, sure. Stone Cold episode. I was listening to it and like almost verbatim, it was what we talked about. And listen, we have no involvement in wrestling. We are just fans at all, at all. We are chatting just jabronis. Yeah, and if you go and listen to it, it sounds very identical to our Stone Cold episode. So just, we're calling you out. No, go listen to it. I'm telling you, it's weird. It's weird. And ours came first. You can check the date stamps if you want. Um, but, uh, the, the thing they talked about, which we talked about is, uh, the, the double turn, right? Like, and it happened so organically, right? It was like, you got this guy who is, you know, typically you have like a a heel and a baby face. That's the way it always worked. But Austin was a heel and he was selling merchandise like crazy. He was clearly their top star Mm -hmm. and he didn't do anything. And they both turn and you have Bret Hart, who was like the ultimate baby face, probably the top baby face in the company. And you have the top heel in the company. And with a matter of minutes, they, they turn both yeah. of them. It and was it masterful. Happened. It, was it masterful. really was. And, and apparently, and I didn't know this, but blood in, in WWE has always been banned. Did you know that? <laughs> I didn't really know that. I, no. I knew that there was a, they, I watched something about that particular match with Hart and Austin. And I think Austin's even said that he was sort of newer at the time, so he didn't have the stroke. But Bret Hart basically said to him, don't worry about it. I'll do it, and I'll just take the heat for it. Yep. And he did. Yep. He did. And it just everything about it, you know, I think you knew, and JR said this on his podcast, you knew at that time when Bret Hart was in a match, you were going to get a good match. You were going to mm-hmm. get a great story. Um, and, and, and that's what happened. Look and what it he was, did. Yeah. I, I don't I mean, think anyone's pulled off the double turn as successfully as they have. Not like that, man. Uh, you and, and Bret Hart, it's not like they changed what they were doing. Like, no, it just happened. Like, it was just the way they did everything, the way the story was told, you know, the, the ending where he passes out mm-hmm. and you have that iconic picture of the blood coming down his face. It's character work. That's what really what it was. There wasn't much change to what they actually did in the ring. Nope. They were there was a lot of subtle changes. Yep. And nope. and the crowd, to their credit, acknowledged it. They recognized yep. it. Of course they did. It was great. Um, so that that's probably the pinnacle for me. That's mm-hmm. I think always going to be one of my favorite matches. Um, then there were a few others. I mean, you could go into a, a slew of of yeah. matches that you really liked. Um, but can you well you need to explain one of these choices you have please good wrestlemania 2000 family feud so yeah the reason i like that one is because you had every mcmahon basically going against each other with the picks that they had Mm -hmm. i don't remember who had who what was it vince mcmahon and the rock yep austin and um No, Austin wasn't in it. No, it was oh, it's Fo- Foley, Foley and Linda. Foley and Linda, Shane and Big Show. Yeah, and what was the other one? Stephanie and Triple H. Stephanie and Triple H. And I thought it. Listen, the match may not have been fantastic, but the build up to have your whole family on there feuding yeah. against each other, I thought was kind of cool. Um, and it was their like, celebration. Yeah, but think about that that card right there. Those four guys are arguably. Yeah some of the best superstars of all time. And you could argue big show fine, whatever, but he still was like a unique figure. Like, well, and yeah. at the time, they, listen, he was doing good work at the time. Decent. Yeah, yeah. Decent. I mean, it's not like he ever put on stellar matches, but the guy was seven feet tall, 500 pounds. Like you, you don't see, right. That, you it, know, he's an attraction. Yeah. And I, I just thought it was a cool, uh, a cool one, I, it, but it wasn't the match, right? It was. Yeah. It, yeah. Okay. It, I got, you. it wasn't necessarily the match. It was, the theory behind the match I thought was kind of cool. Um, and something you don't see, right? Like I I just thought that was kind of cool. But the other one I have on there too is, um, I have HBK versus Austin and not because, um, the match was the greatest in the world. Like we've talked about it before, but that was when Austin finally won the belt. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you got this guy who, I'm going to go on a limb and say, and I'm not even going to go on a limb. I know it was the biggest draw in, in WWE history outside of even Hulk Hogan, like with the yeah. money he brought yeah. in. And all of a sudden now he's the head of the company, right? You got this heel guy yeah. who is your anti 
um, hero, mm-hmm. and people love him. And yeah, uh, I the match wasn't all that bad. I mean, it, it wasn't HBK's finest match, but it's still, you know, yeah. everybody knows years. where he was at during that time. Yeah. His back and neck and yeah. all that stuff. And then the other one I thought was cool, and it, at the time, maybe it wasn't um, as big as I as I think it is now, but HBK versus Jericho, I thought was an awesome match, man. Um, Fantastic match. Yeah. And, and I remember when Jericho came on TV in WCW, I always in my head equated him to WCW Shawn Michaels for some reason. Mm -hmm. So to see those two go at it, um, I thought was pretty awesome. Um, And, and now looking back, it's like, we were lucky to kind of, see that match to have that you know? at the time. yeah yeah mm-hmm. and and michaels was still rusty at that point when he came back and he put on a stellar match man yeah with jericho that, i think that was a turning point for michaels in that return that sort of second chapter of his career in wwe yep. he came back and he was only wrestling what part-time at that yep. point because i think he wasn't sure how much he could handle and how well he could hold up now yep but Man, that that match turned everything around, and I think right after that he be, he went full time up until yep. he retired in 2010. So yeah, no, was, I, he wasn't was, even supposed to be in that match. I think it was supposed to be Triple H, and he got hurt or some some something well, happened. I think well, Triple H and Booker T had their match going okay. on it, because that was WrestleMania 19. Yeah, something happened to whoever Jericho was supposed to face. I can't remember who it was. Oh, it was Jeff Hardy. So this was your, your, I know what you're talking about. I think it's, it's the pay-per-view before it was no way out and oh, it was supposed yeah, to be right. Jericho versus Hardy. And then that's when one of the first times Jeff got fired for like the drugs and stuff. So they, oh, oh wait, I'm actually, I'm wrong. It was test. He was supposed to fight test and then test missed a flight or some stuff and then he ended up fighting what a uh, terrible match that would have been it was i i don't know i don't know it was was a weird weird thing anyway quick that was a little detour yeah back to wrestlemania something that just popped in my head and i don't know how i didn't think about this when i'm thinking about matches slash moments yeah i mean rock and hogan yeah i mean uh, that's that kind of goes without saying i suppose yeah sort of that that was lightning in a bottle that and they that match just uh, like some of these matches, it wasn't necessarily about the match itself, but kind of the yeah. moment that that it created. And Rock and, and Hogan did not do a lot in that match. It was very wow. simple. But I think that goes to show it it sort of depends on the worker and, yeah. and being able to get that crowd engagement. And they were just on fire for like a shoulder tackle. Yeah. You know, they, they you know, Hogan wasn't doing Huracaranas or Tope Suicidas here. No, but... I know. I know. <laughs> Hogan barely went over the top rope. I don't... In the beginning I of that know. match, Rock hits him, and like Hogan kind of goes over. And I, <laughs> I remember we were joking around in high school. <laughs> we were all just like, Hogan's not getting paid enough to go over the top rope, so we just like went back down and rolled underneath. No, I listen. I I agree. Um, and I'm sure there are plenty we missed. Obviously, you got Hogan and Andre the Giant, which oh, is right. iconic. But <sighs> these, I'm talking, you know, for us, our time frame is the matches we were talking about. Like yep. we could yep. probably go back and ask our our parents or someone who's a little bit older, and they were more invested in in the right. you know, WrestleMania one, two, three, four. Is that I'm sure we're missing some. And you know what? Oh yeah, they're, they're going to say what us. Ricky Steamboat and Macho yeah. Man. Oh, fantastic! Bret Hart match. versus uh, yeah. Roddy Piper. Oh, fantastic match. Macho but, versus Ric Flair. I think it was yeah. WrestleMania 8. Yeah, there's plenty of matches out there. And you know what? If if you're listening to this and and we forgot one, you know, mm-hmm. tweeted us which one you think is the best match, right? Like, I'd love to hear what people have to say about this outside of our opinions. Yeah. I mean, our opinions is always the best, but... Uh, another moment that comes to mind is Lesnar almost killing himself trying to yeah. do a shooting star Angle. press. And that I was mean, a good match, too. Great match. Yeah. It's a great match. I wish we got another Angle versus Lesnar WrestleMania match. That I could know. have been a trilogy. I know. I agree. Um, so, yeah. And you know what? That brings up another great point, Mike. That's right. What about Speaking some, of dreams. What about some WrestleMania dream matches? Like, what? I, I, we've talked about, like, matches that never yeah. have occurred. Uh, but not at a main event level like mm-hmm. WrestleMania. You know, um, 
Yeah, give me something that you think of. Like I could like well, some that maybe uh, even like a, a wrestler that's deceased versus a wrestler that's alive today. Yeah. Versus, hey, listen, you know, something I, like I'm, I'm covering all bases here. And I'm, I'm going to start out in the women's division because we, we don't give them enough credit when it comes no. to WrestleMania. We also didn't talk about but, any tag teams either. And there's plenty. Of I know. I know. We, we, we focus a lot more solely on one on one. Maybe yeah. we'll, that'll be another episode down the yeah. line. We can do this. <laughs> but for me, I, I feel like China always deserved a, a great one on one match at WrestleMania. And for my money, the, the opponent here can change because I, I think China needs to be the constant. Agreed. I, I feel like China versus Charlotte Flair would be wonderful. I also think Jazz's style would hold up really well against China. I always liked Jazz, so I just think yeah. I feel like I got to give her some love. She's so sure. good. Um, you know, even what Alundra Blaze should be in there. Uh, I I think there needed to be China versus Charlotte Flair is probably the one I'm going to go with, but. Any one of those other matches with Jazz or or Alundra Blaze could have been stellar, in my opinion. I, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say even China versus Bianca Belair, right? Like, hell yeah. Hell here's yeah. the thing: I think at the time China was such a uh, she was so far above all mm-hmm. of the other rest like women wrestlers. I mean, she was yeah. wrestling men. You don't even see that today. Like. Just going against, you know what I mean. So yeah. you you have to have someone who's physically can stand up to her. Um, you know, her versus Ronda Rousey. You can argue that all, been day, cool too. all day long about mm-hmm. whether you think she's a good wrestler, but she she brings the heat, and that would have been a good one. So yeah, no, I agree. I think there's plenty of women in today's wrestling that could, you know, give her a run for her money physically. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Another one I have on there was should this is on everybody's list and it never happened and I think it could have and it didn't and Undertaker versus Sting. I just think those two characters are very iconic. They have so much legacy, they have so much character yeah. lore that it would have been really cool to see those two at their pinnacle go against each other. I would have even taken like a video like they did with AJ Styles at mm. that point. Like yeah. it wouldn't have been as good as an actual match in their prime. Um, but I, I think if they had done sting versus undertaker in that kind of, what are the cinematic version, Mm -hmm. even that would have given us our fill, I think, you know, um, at that point. And it's a shame it could have happened and it never did. Um, but I agree. That's one that we'll always wonder about. That was probably the closest dream match that we could have happened. Almost had. Yeah. 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 The other one, you know, I, I'd say when it goes around those lines, one that could have happened was Austin versus Hogan. I mean, would it have been the best match in the whole world? Probably not, but you would have had two of the biggest stars of all time. Mm -hmm. Like of their ultimate, your ultimate baby face versus your anti hero. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. I mean, we saw it on, we got on a raw. Briefly. Yeah. yeah. In a tag match, right? Yeah. The, it, it It's amazing because you, you got to think about all the backstage stuff that was happening in 2002 when Hogan and Nash and Hall all came in. And WrestleMania 18 could have looked very different. Yep. I, I'm glad it happened the way that it did. I think that I don't think you would have got that with Austin versus Hogan. Um, mm. But uh, it's one that we can always wonder about. I mean, we can maybe, always wonder. Yeah. Always. Always. And I think they both kind of regret like now that they've they've kind of become somewhat close. Um, I think they both kind of regret that it never happened. Uh, Austin said it on his podcast. He had Hogan on and it was a big two-parter and they talk about it. They, they, they met, they do say, Hey, you know, we, we fucked up. We probably should have had this go on. (laughs) But I think both of them were just in kind of like weird places at that time. Agreed. Uh, So I, I think people got really paranoid about their spots and, you know, that was still when that locker room was very different than it is now. So yep. uh, I think that probably played a huge role in why that match never really came to fruition the way it should have. Agreed. I would agree there. Um, I think uh, one that might have been very interesting um, mm-hmm. is uh, Andre versus Lesnar. Anybody want to pin up? Yeah, can you imagine Lesnar getting Andre in an F five? Like, <laughs> would Andre let him? 
Probably not. I the, mean, he was uh, Andre's very much like Lesnar, where he just kind of does what he wants. So yeah. I, I think that would have been very interesting. Two true alpha males. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he even, I mean, Andre had Hogan by the balls. You think, what did he do? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, um, I think Lesnar would have needed to come down to the ring already with a, a torn off car door. Yeah, no, I agree. I think here's here's one that I was thinking of, but I don't know if these two fought. I think they did. Did Lesnar face? I mean, did did Hogan face Cena? No, no never, never fought. No. Okay, because that would be a cool one, like Hogan in his prime versus Cena in his prime, because. The reason I say that is because Cena is like the was like the modern day Hogan. Yeah, you know? the long and run. Yeah, on top. Mm-hmm. yeah, and mm-hmm. like always being a baby face, you know, always winning. <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> I think I think Cena went about it a different way than than Hogan, but yeah. uh, you know, I I think that would have been a cool. I don't know that the match would have been great, but mm-hmm. it would have been a a cool cool thing to see, you know. I think um, it could have been a good match. Maybe. Cena's a good worker. Maybe. And not that Hogan's a bad one by any stretch, but maybe Hogan in his prime, I think he, it could have been a good match. Dude, if you go back and watch all of Hogan's matches, they're all all exactly the same. Like, it, I'm sorry. It is the way it is. <laughs> it, it was his entertainment value yeah. as a kid that I enjoyed, you know? And um, I never thought you'd be, I, I would be the one defending Hogan here. I'm I'm soured on Hogan. I I texted my girlfriend the other day and said, you know, I'm I'm done with Hogan. Is <laughs> <laughs> this just a random Tuesday? You felt like he's uh, on his third I'm wife about it, and you know, Thunder yeah. in Paradise sucked. So. Yeah, no, listen, all of his shit sucked, but it, I it was him. It was the mystique around him. And uh, I texted my girlfriend the other day. I'm like, I'm done with Hogan. He's no longer my childhood <laughs> idol anymore. He's on his he's on his gonna be on his third <laughs> marriage. Like guys. Ah, whatever it is what it is <laughs> let's not get negative right here <laughs> yeah, at the all end, right. all right give me another one that you all have right on there. so the other one that i have on here is randy orton versus jake the snake it's a good one i think that could yeah. have been a really good psychological match the viper Both of them versus are, jake the snake yeah dude i honestly just think oh, that one. would have been awesome good one jake in his prime orton i mean orton's arguably still in his prime the guy's still killing it so I'd say I, I, I think maybe I, legend killer version of Randy Orton versus yeah. like a little bit of a veteran Jake the Snake could I like have been that. fantastic. Yeah, I like that. And you know what? What what that to me isn't even that's not a main event one. That's like an a WrestleMania opener, right? Yeah, like that's no, a, it, that's exactly. Like a it, it could be yeah. right in the middle. It doesn't even have to be for a title. That's the no, thing. Like that no, could just yeah. be on its own. Same thing yeah. with Undertaker and Sting. That doesn't need to have any titles involved. No, but man. No. I thought somehow WWE would put titles on them. Would have a t- like absolutely. A- <laughs> it would have been the twenty four seven title. Yeah, yeah, something stupid. Um, that's a really good one. I yeah. like that. That's that's outside the box. I think for me, another one that I think would be really cool with the current day wrestler mm-hmm. is uh, AJ Styles versus Shawn Michaels. I think yeah. that would be such a cool match. That's a big one. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, AJ Styles really is kind of elevated himself to kind of that level. You know, and, right. And that would be a cool one. I mean, you could put you could put in, you know, uh, Brian Danielson in there too. You know what I mean? Like, there's the way Absolutely. they work. Um, either one of those would be good. Uh, it would have been I, for the story of Shawn Michaels and Brian Danielson. That would have been cool. And he trained yeah. under Shawn, so that I would know. have been really, you know, very Larry Zabisco, Bruno San Martino, teacher wow, versus student. Look at that! Yeah, teacher versus student. I like yeah. that. I like that. The see, I do have a, a tag team on here. It was just one that I. I mean, you could pick a bunch of tag team matches mm-hmm. if you really wanted to, but um, I I put on here um, the Hardys versus the Rockers. I think that would be a cool match, right? Yeah, actually, that's that. I, I had to think about it for a second, but no, those styles would have been worked very well together. I mean, the Rockers innovated what the Hardys do. Or mm-hmm. did you know to some degree they just took it the hardy stuck it to another level yeah um and putting those two tag teams in a match would have been fantastic yeah um, what about uh what about uh brett versus punk just for the sake of of how much cm punk loves bret hart it, i think that could have been a cool match yeah i i mean listen um i think it would have been great I, again i'm I, I don't put cm punk the wrestler 
in the same echelon as like a Michaels or Bret mm-hmm. Hart. He, he's up there. I just yeah. don't put him up. I think it's his wrestling knowledge and like mm-hmm. his passion for it. Yeah. And, it, and he's able to get on the microphone and do a great job. I'd love to see those two go at it on the microphone. Like yeah. Bret Hart was good too, you know? Um, so I think that would be good. I, I put on here, you know, think about this as a match, right? It, four-way match right and you got angle brian danielson hart and cm punk Hmm. Hmm. i I can't decide if i would replace one of those guys you could i I mean you could put get rid of punk and put in michaels i mean i put or i might put in benoit put in benoit put in eddie guerrero i even thought about eddie guerrero shit right how we forget about eddie guerrero what's wrong with us I'm just saying like that type of style, like that's not, that's Mm -hmm. not the, you know, prototypical WWE match. (laughs) That's one that steals the show, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it, it, it just is what it is, but I, I, you could, you could put in a couple different people there. Um, Ooh, yeah, no, I just thought of another one for China, China versus awesome Kong. She wrestled in WWE as karma for a little while. But yeah, I think I that, that would have been cool too. I listen. I could. I mean, see that my one. my thoughts are going crazy right now. I'm thinking like Bull Nakano, Aja Kong, like all these different wrestlers that came through that WWE Women's Division back in like the late '80s, early '90s, before they just like dropped the division for a couple of years and brought it yeah, back. I know, I know. But I agree, and I think the the one that I also would like that we didn't talk about was uh, Bret Hart versus Kurt Angle. Yeah, pretty cool too. That that's that's cool kind one. of an ultimate one for me. Yeah, I always... like baby face, baby face heart versus ultimate yep. heel angle. Yep, like so would have been so great. <laughs> would have been so good. Yeah, those two guys. Yeah, one 100%. that um one that comes to mind only because he's mentioned it once or twice before in an interview is Rey Mysterio versus The Rock. I know it's it's a really huge contrast to styles, but I yeah. I, I don't know why. I just, I would be interested. I'd watch that. Yeah. I'm shit. So would I. I mean, it's Rey Mysterio. Yeah. I, unfortunately, Mysterio the last like five or six years has been like neutered or watered down. I don't, they, it, it's weird. I don't, I don't quite understand what they're doing mm-hmm. with them. It's kind of like the Jeff Hardy treatment when he yeah, was in yeah, WWE. It, like, <laughs> it is weird how they, they like don't talk about their legends. Like, they should i, I yeah. don't understand it yeah, man it's like certain people i i don't i don't quite get it mm-hmm. um but but no listen i think these are all great these are great, great I, I mean matches. did we miss anything what do you think i i think i feel as though we did as much as we probably could. we probably should have done more with the tag teams like you were mentioning but i this felt good yeah, no, I felt the love for WrestleMania today. I don't know about that's you. That's what the goal was, and um, it, it brings us, you know, right up to it. again. If we miss something, tweet at us. Let us, us like, know. Tell tweet us. at us. I'd yeah, love to know yeah, something we, we want to hear about, about. It. Yeah, you know, but, and, I I think this was good. I, I feel like this is a good note to end on, Vito. We're feeling the love. We're feeling positive. If we if we keep this going any longer, we're gonna just fall back <laughs> into our yeah. old patterns. So uh, I think, like you said, if anyone has any other moments, matches, dream matches that you think we should include in future episodes when we talk about our love for WrestleMania, well, tweet us out. Let us know. So uh, I think next week we're going to try to maybe re-release that Undertaker episode since he's going into the Hall of Fame. Yep. But the next time we talk to you guys will be right after WrestleMania. So we'll make sure we give our review who knows, maybe we can get a special guest or two on with uh, the leader of men and maybe Big Mango. We can maybe get them to come back for a uh, one-off appearance. So uh, until next time. Wait, wait, you... wait. Oh, hold oh, on. Stop oh, the presses. Oh, 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 am I getting... Stop the presses. Stop the presses. I, I want to point and ask you a quick question. Okay. We have a lot of... Uh, we've, we've done our WrestleMania preview. That's right. Right. However, I believe 
you had a, a, a something that I, I want, and we're gonna. You're hearing this first on Strutting from Gorilla. Okay. Okay. What's today's date? The twenty second, March twenty second. Tw- March twenty second. So I, I want to hear the prediction you told me the other day, and I want you to explain to our listeners in the world what you think is going to happen at WrestleMania with a certain wrestling match, because if it comes true, okay. I just I I, I want us to be the first ones to to. It, uh, no, I, I, I here. thank you for, for stopping me before I cut this episode off too early. Everybody and their mother is saying Cody Rhodes is going to be at WrestleMania. Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes. I honestly don't think it's going to be Cody Rhodes. I think it's going to be John Cena. And the reason I say that is because Cena is very much like Jericho when it comes to keeping things under wraps, look at the Royal rumble in 2008, that guy's return was an absolute shocker to people. Look at even 2019 when he came back, nobody had any idea he was going to come back, especially as the doctor of thugonomics. But John Cena, I think is the right person to do something like this. John Cena has shown the ability to keep things under wraps, to not have the dirt sheets, be covering any of this stuff or whether he's paying them off or whatever. We don't really know what the hell goes on with Dave Meltzer and all his minions, but I I honestly think it's going to be John Cena. I just, I think they WWE is too aware of the fact that everybody quote unquote knows that Cody Rhodes is coming back. And this would be something that I could see them trying to swerve people on and throw a little wrench in. And it's a welcome wrench. Nobody would be upset. With nope. John Cena coming out and having a match with Seth Rollins. Nope. So nope. Hey. that's my that's my prediction. So you heard it here first. If I'm wrong, uh, that's fine. But I, I, I think Cody Rhodes might be saved for the Monday after. Okay. I think they need something for that Raw. Ooh, I like that idea. The Monday after. You always get something. That's a great yep. point, Mike. Mikey Cash coming in hot. All right. Let's see if it uh, happens. Let's see if it happens. So... Until we talk to you guys, once once we do this WrestleMania review, we'll be able to see if my prediction was correct. Love so it. until then, enjoy the mania, and we'll talk to you guys soon. We now return your perception of reality to you. Until next time.